Trip Flip Travel Channel, June 2nd. Please watch my show, Trip Flip, on Travel Channel, June 2nd at 8 p.m. with a double premiere episode. Trip Flip, Travel Channel, June 2nd. Trip Flip, Travel Channel, June 2nd. Trip Flip, Travel Channel, June 2nd. I hope that gets stuck in your head and you say it all day long and someone next to you in the cubicle next to you goes, what are you doing? And you just go, Trip Flip, Travel Channel, June 2nd. Trip Flip, Travel Channel, June 2nd. Did I tell you that Bert's going to be at the, at the DC Improv? June 11th, 12th, and 13th. June 11th, 12th, and 13th. June 11th, 12th, and 13th. Bert Kreischer, DC Improv. Oh, you. And then you also go, you should rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. He's got a great guest on this week. Did I tell you about that? And you're like, and like, why am I doing this character? Anyway, uh, yes, Trip Flip June 2nd on Travel Channel at 8 p.m., double premiere episode. Uh, Michigan and Louisiana, we got fantastic episodes this season, so make sure to DVR it and then watch it within the first three days that you DVR'd it because that is important. Um, that's the way Nielsen's work. Like I said, DC, June 11th, 12th, and 13th. I think those shows are selling out, so if you want to get them, you got to get them quickly. Oh, I love that, that I'm that comic. Oh my gosh. I don't like that I'm that comic that just said it on his own podcast, but I love that I'm that comic. Today's guest, another fantastic podcast. I'm hitting home runs. I think mostly because I'm shutting the fuck up and letting interesting people talk. And there is no one more interesting than this today's guest. He is a mixed martial artist. He's a professional skateboarder. He is uh, Australian. He's a national best-selling author. He has a hit radio show on SiriusXM on the channel Faction. The name of the show carries his moniker as well. Please put your hands together. Actually, don't. Don't clap. Just sit there. Don't. Just listen. Just don't move much. Today's guest, Jason Ellis. This is Grab a... Because uh, I'm getting ready to uh, start production, so I'm trying to get all my gear together. Let me make sure this is... Okay. You mind if I recall record? Uh, definitely. Um... Yeah, we're getting ready to start production, so I had to go. I have to go through and try to find all the gear I have for uh, for um, for this. Shit, dude! Thank you so much for doing this. You're welcome. I can't Thanks tell you for having me. Finally, and sorry for not showing up that no, last no, time. No, no, it's, it's it's even better that way. You know, it's like uh, what's the funniest part about that is I thought the day we were supposed to do it, I saw a dude with tattoos riding out in like a fucking one of those like. Murdered out BMWs, but the big body BMWs. <laughs> so you were so I was skating. Mine. I was skating back, and I was like, hit, I was like, it was him. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's the one guy you do. Like, I was like, you're the kind of person. You're like my wife. I always picture you as a redneck, although I, like from Australia. Yeah, but like my wife's really weird about punctuality. Like she's like, listen, if oh. I say I'm gonna be there, I'm gonna be there. Yeah, and like, and so I was like, oh my god, it's like pissing off my wife. I was like, this is gonna be a fucking nightmare. No, I. I tr- really try to. Uh, I used to be late to everything because I was just a skateboarder and, yeah. and I had no responsibility. And then uh, when I turned my life around, I, w- I would be early. I hated being almost late yeah. so much that I would prefer to just stand there for half an hour and look at my feet. Yeah, because w- I hated r- the rush. Like airport, I would just get there way before. Oh, I like I'd just that. sit there. I don't uh, care. I'm, I'm a big, but I also drink on planes, so. I did too back then. I heard uh, I I've heard that a long time ago. You were talking about because I I'd quit. I don't know what interview I first heard you. The first time I ever 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 heard you, I think, was on Opie and Anthony. Oh, okay. A long time ago. Which kind of you know it's it's those were some fucking epic appearances. I mean, those were like epic appearances. It's weird how I there was so much pressure uh, to go to New York then, like to be on the Stern show and then to be on the Opie and Anthony show. Okay, Stern was next level. Like Opie and Anthony was like Opie and Anthony were like. 
very hangout interviews. Yeah, that's and- what. The, but that was the thing. It was very no disrespect to them. It was yeah. like all my energy had been given to this thing where it was like your career is is done or it's about to take off on this forty five minute appearance on Stern. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and that's how I looked at it. So when I walked out, if everyone was like, "Dude, you killed it," I was like, "Oh my god, you did. Here I come. You did kill those." Stern or if they were like, "Man," I'd be like, "Oh my god!" Like me not going on again for three years made me think they don't like me. Uh, Stern doesn't like me. At one point, New York said, we want you to be on Stern's channel. Like, this was maybe about eight months ago, a year ago. Yeah. We're all set. Now we're going to give it to the big man, and it goes from there. And nothing happened. Not even a call to say no. So I'm like, <laughs> the big man thinks I suck, which is the only person in radio that I really wanted a compliment from. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not like, hey, you're a maniac. Like, he never listened to my show. When I was on there, he's like, oh, no, you're, you're take the torch. Like, he has no fucking idea who I am. He's yeah. like, you might be a jackass member. I think he thought that for a second. Did you, did you feel a pressure? Because fuck yeah, no, every but, time. But like, I feel like- and I, I fucking push-ups in the green room, dude. I was like, coming to battle. <laughs> I'm not lying. I was fucking doing inverted push-ups. I had my feet up on the back of the couch, fucking rah, rah, rah. I'm like, I'm fucking do some shows right now, motherfucker. It's kind of very serious. It's got to be weird coming from a background where artist. I mean, artistically, you are an athlete first and foremost. Yeah. I mean, you start out as a professional skateboarder. Then, I mean, and then graduate. You do. You do the move that every pro football player wants to do. You graduate into broadcasting. Oh yeah, I never see. I never had no plan to do that. Oh, we watch sports in America. And all we think is, will that guy have a career after this? Right. And that's, I mean, that's quintessentially it. I always notice when I watch uh, mainstream sports how I'm like, hey, that's Charles Barkley. Or, hey, that's yeah. the, I'm pretty sure all those football dudes, because I didn't watch football. Yeah. Uh, but I can kind of tell, I'm pretty sure all these old dudes with the suits on used to play football. Yeah. I'm getting that vibe from them. <laughs> but you did it. You did it that way. But you don't have a, I mean, like, you don't have a wealth of. All you had were your crazy stories when you first started. Yeah. You're fucking insanely. Like, I, I feel like I'm a guy defined by crazy stories. Yours quadrupled me. Yeah. Yeah. I, people can quadruple me, but they're like dead junkies and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, cool, thanks. I really appreciate that. But it's also, it's because I went a little rougher and and there's a price to pay for that, you know? Like, there's other guys I could th- that I'm sure I could tell me a story right now, and you go, oh, my God. I never sucked a dick for cocaine, you know what I mean? But that guy's probably, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's battling, man. Like, his yeah. day is hard, even yeah. now. So, like, you know, you're like, hey, man, your stories are crazy. I'm like, yeah, man, I guess they probably are crazy. At one point, I'm like, let's have a crazy story race. I'm into that. But now, like, therapy and stuff, I'm like, I, those stories, I'm glad that I got my foot in the door with them. But there's a price that comes with those stories. It's, it is the interesting, like, I always try to bring it back to me because I'm fucking egocentric. And I recently just got in therapy. And I've and I've good idea. You got kids and a wife. They yeah. they you just they deserve it. They do. It's it's you know what it is. It's it's uh, it's I'm fucking I. It's what you said. It's I just don't like. I listened to you on an interview a long time ago talking about therapy, and I was like, he's in therapy. I almost got like let down. You're like, I'm an addict. I'm a sex addict. I'm I'm getting my life together, and I was like, oh, there goes all the fun. And then I and I got to a certain point where I was like, oh, that's not it. I was afraid therapy was going to make me lose this thing that made me interesting. Oh, oh, that's why I didn't go when I was a skateboarder. Yeah. I was positive of that. Really? I was like, if I, yeah, because I, I did stuff where I could break my arms and get knocked out or, or worse. Yeah. And if I really thought about it, maybe I wouldn't do it. <laughs> but 
I always had this thing where I was, there's something wrong with me. And I'm like, I don't really give a fuck what happens. If I make this, the benefits, were, you know, I add it up, it's not a problem to me. I remember real big trick. When I was top three in the world, there was a, every day I skated, I'm either going to get knocked out or I'm going to wake up. Or I'm going to get knocked out or wake up with something broken or I'm just going to break something. Because yeah. it just happened when it got real good and I was on the on the – the the highest of level that I could be at with really not being that physically talented. I was getting shit whipped all the time. I wake up and be like, they're getting knocked out again. And they're like, yep. I'm, I would say that because it happened a lot for a bit. It slowed me down. I actually like back, back. I went to top three and I was like, we're going. I'm going to win. Every contest at the end of my ride, I would go for this kickflip big twist and just smack my fucking head on the ground or or jump off a handrail and, and fracture my leg and... Just do dumb shit that I was desperate to do. But I, I remember thinking, man, you're – because people say, you're fucking – you're crazy, dude. Yeah. And that was cool. But older, older than 30s, you're fucking a man. You're fucking insane. I'm like, maybe I am. <laughs> and maybe that's not a good idea because all my friends are only animals. Like, yeah. there's no girl that wants to sit on the couch with me because we're just like, ah, we should fucking kill some shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Who's coming with me? There's no girl that wants to sit on the couch with me. Oh, no, I, had, I had like two girls that wanted to sit on the couch for that conversation. Yeah. And they're not the kind of people you want to live with. <laughs> you, you, that, that is – I mean I feel I, – I definitely know that feeling is I feel like I'm in a job where I do crazy shit and I have stand-up. Yeah. And then my big thing is I'm a big drinker and I'm wow. still a big drinker and I, and I, and I, I feel like I, – I felt like your last certain appearance I go – you you had made the transition into personality as opposed to um, uh, rac- raconteur, you know, like this insane fucking high. And I was like, oh, you're you're he's he doesn't need to he doesn't need to tell you he had a girl put a, her finger in her ass and play with his dick through his her asshole. He just can fucking be him. Wow, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I but I didn't think. I mean, to get on the Stern show wasn't even. I got on because uh, Reverend Bob Levy suggested to them before he was not friends with them yeah. that I should put M&Ms in my foreskin. That's the only reason I got on the show, dude. Really? Yeah, so to me, then in the next one's like put uh, safety nipple clamps on your dick and balls and get a gay dude to fucking jerk you off. I'm, I'm uh, trying to get my foot in the door at all means possible and unfortunately, and, and, and I'm not, I was never, because I know you're a party guy, drinker yeah. guy, and the pant, you know, there's always a nude guy. I don't give a fuck about getting naked. Right. I'm never bo- See, it's never I bothered me. I was never the nude guy. I didn't have a problem because I you was... You have a big dick, though. But I never... I was never... You know, where is Alice's dick again? It would yeah. always be someone else's dick. I yeah. would just be like, hey, crazy guy. That's me. I was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so really, the first time I ever just like dropped my pants in front of a group of dudes was on the Stern show in front of... The first time I ever met Stern, within like 15 minutes, I just pulled my sweatpants down and like came out my nervous little dick i'm like man no fluffing oh fuck no no dude it was it was all right and, and i had cold sweaty hands because it's stern yeah. like the nerves uh, uh, as high as any skateboard contest i've been in or any fight i've been in i was that i'm like it's the guy yeah didn't really care about anybody else yeah it's it's interesting because the stern appearances are what I saw second. I was a O and A fan, right? And, and I, then, list, I like list. you said, the O and A people—they're just like way more relaxed bros. Oh, it was, and dude, I, it I, was like a genuine hang. I mean, I listened to you and Jimmy talk about like like fucking China, 
And I just, oh, and it was yeah. like two friends. And, and I really loved, and that's how I got into you. I started listening to you, but I was telling Tully this, this Mike Tully, this, your co-host who I had on yesterday, who I'll put on after you so that we can promote Mike. But um, uh, I was telling him that I always felt like you did your show out of, uh, out of your ranch in Calabasas. <laughs> Me? Yeah. think? <laughs> I didn't live anywhere. I know. My ranch in Calabasas. I didn't have a backyard. Because I got this vibe that you would like, you were just like out in the sticks riding motorcycles with a skateboard ramp. And I was like, and I was like, and I was all his crazy friends are coming out and they're all hanging out and they're all partying. And it was such a great vibe. And I, and I literally said to him the first time I did your show, I got like shocked that it was in a studio. I was like, <laughs> I was like so in, caught a, off in guard. a bathroom. Dude, I brought, when I, I, I never showed you this. I never t- took this out of the bag. I brought like, a bottle of vodka, a bunch of shirts to give you guys. Like I brought a bunch of swag because yeah. I was like, "We're going to your house." And then I was like, <laughs> "I know anything." And then and then nothing to my name. And I was like, and then I got there and I was like, "Oh my god, this is Fitzsimmons Studio." Then at first I was like, "Oh, he must live. He must do it out of his Hollywood house." I bet he's got a place in Hollywood that's fucking sick. Nah. And and then nah, I was it sleeping it. on the couch almost when you were there. Are you, were you serious? Yeah, because when I got a divorce, I didn't really have any money from skateboarding. I had debt, and then I got married and had a kid, and Sirius paid me nothing. Like, I don't I don't think people, they still don't. You know, really? like, Opie, Opie makes, like, three times what I make. O- Opie probably makes a lot of money. In- yeah. Well, I think that I'm as good as him, and I, sh- I don't think he- he's been around longer, so I sure make more money than me, but not three times as much. <laughs> I've, I've said that on the road a bunch. I'm like, I, you see someone that's headlining, and you're like, I don't. I'm not gonna say the names, but you're like, you know, you're like. I understand that you're famous, but I'm really putting together a great show. It's, I hate that we're doing that because I just realized I don't care what he makes. Yeah. I want. I've quite frankly, I think he should be paid more. Yeah. Because I know how much Howard Stern makes, yeah. and if you want to add up that, is he as big as Howard Stern? No, but he's fucking uh, bigger than what the paycheck is. Yeah. I I don't want him to lose any money. I just know what I do and what I bring to the table for that company, and I think that they should give me way more. I I couldn't I I can't disagree with that statement. But it doesn't. I don't know. The more money I get, the more I. Uh, I used to think it would you know it would it would get you, uh, get your problem solved or just wake up happy. Yeah. I'm trying to get a house. I'm trying to rent a house with a pool, and I can barely afford that because I have to like ex-wife and all this other stuff. You got that two she ex-wives. Did yeah, but the other one didn't cost me any money. That was when we were in Australia and she didn't have any kids. This is okay. the real one. The other really? marriage was not really a marriage. It was more like, sure, I, I love you. Let's get married. I don't even know who the fuck you are. I'm not even listening half the time. And she used to beat me when I get high, which is so lame. Are you serious? I'm not, I'm not high on heroin and hookers. Yeah. Marijuana, man. Like I had a <laughs> fucking joint with my friend, a pro skateboarder that had a joint, and then would get kicked in the face for it. Like... Nobody believed me, too, until somebody saw it, until she tried to, like, foot stomp me in front of somebody. Yeah. Another pro skateboard. And he was like, man, I thought you were lying. I'm like, dude, I've been your friend for 15 years. Why would I make that up? It's, it always blows my mind when people think that I lie. Because I, 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 I'm like, so then what's all the other stuff for? Why would I go there? It doesn't, yeah. it feels like five minutes of the show max, and I pay for it for, like, years when I say it. Yeah. And you're... It, but but no, here's this one. This here's this one. Here's this big fabulous story that I'm just pulling out of my ass, dude. The I don't I don't know if you're familiar with the story I tell where I robbed a train in Russia with the Russian mafia. <laughs> the I forgot that one. That's a I, good one. I uh, I this past weekend in Minnesota, one of the girls from that class was in the in the audience. 
No way. Swear to you on my children, front row to the right of stage, and I start saying it. She goes, I sat in front of you in class. You cheated off me. And I was like, oh, my God. So I bring her on stage. I sit her down with yeah. a shot of, tequ- of vodka. Yeah. I tell the story, and I tell her, you know, correct me when I'm wrong or whatever. And she's just nodding along. She's like, 100% true, 100% true. I get done this show. I'm selling merch. Selling- I sold out of merch. Yeah. You know, because every now everyone's like, holy fuck. This- these people are coming up to me going, I didn't think that was true. I- then I thought, why would you listen to me? Like, if you- like I-, I would never lie. I-, I have a weird thing about lying. I don't, mind- I don't mind stretching the truth oh, to make the story you. better. Dude, you're a storyteller. Don't- yeah. Everything is exaggerated. But I would but- never just straight up lie about right. it. Like, and that blew me away. That people would still come to my show thinking I had made it up, and I was like, I was like, no, I, I like it was uncomfortable when I saw her. I was like, oh fuck, the last time I saw her, I robbed her, like, and now she's here, and I'm like, I don't know if she's gonna fucking try to ruin my show or, but she was so fucking cool. She's like, I'll send you all the pictures of the whole trip of the robbing of the robbing and everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really it cool was really gig. crazy. But I but like you said, I never once questioned the validity of your stories. What I like is the way you the way you. Like, I remember, and I hadn't gotten into storytelling, but I remember you told a story about, um, all I remember is the, all I remember are the big, uh, the things that made me laugh. You got high, I want to say you did heroin with two um, sea turtles. You called them sea turtles, and I fucking had never heard that phrase. I don't know if that's an Australian thing, but I lost it, and then they robbed you. Yeah, yeah. No, I did heroin. I injected heroin for the first time. Yeah, I used you, to chase yeah. the dragon with hookers. That was my thing. I would get hookers, and then they like the hookers that I were getting were fifty dollars because they were junkies. Yeah. So I'm drunk as a motherfucker, and I would do ecstasy and cocaine and anything else you had. And every and then one time, one of them was like, "Do you mind if I burn up right now?" And I'm like, "Burn up what?" And you know, heroin. I put it on the foil. And I'm like, "Man, check that out." Oh, I've done that. I know what that is. You want, do you want to hit? Fuck yeah, I want to hit because they, they don't get no money. And I was, a, I made probably like six or eight thousand a month, and I had no kids and rode a skateboard. So I would just, oh, and the money would double when you went back to Australia because of the way the uh, money was back like oh, shut 15 up. years ago. Uh, American money was double that in Australia. So I was making like fucking 14, 15 grand a month. Oh, holy so shit. I would just dump cash on the, it'd be like, here, go get some, get some heroin. I didn't have any friends. Nobody wanted to... All my friends were dead because they actually did get into heroin, which was a weird thing for me to even... I would never shoot up. Somebody shot up in front of me, one of my skateboard idols when I was real young, and a girl that I was in love with that he Christian was going Hussoy. out with. No, no, no. Australian idol. Oh, okay. And he missed her vein and blood's coming out, and then they put in another vein and whacked it up, and I'm like, oh my God, Never. Thank you for showing me this. Yeah. Because no matter how bad things get, I never want to get that far away from my life. You guys are losers. And then I got, I moved back to Australia. I was super sad. My ex-wife was just the worst person, the first wife. Yeah. So I just got into doing hookers when I got drunk and then did a little bit of heroin. And I remember like driving to this little uh, beach parking lot and I would chase the dragon, you know, with the foil. Yeah. And then finally I got myself a good rip, made me vomit. Sick, heroin sick. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Because I never got it. I would just do it to be social with the hooker. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man. Okay, now I'm addicted to heroin. This is, oh, this is good. <laughs> so now- <laughs> okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I finally got it. I must have dug deep for at least six months. Because I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, God, you guys are pussies. You should just smoke a joint. I mean, this shit makes me feel sick. And then I got a good rip off. I must have got some good shit or something. Yeah. So now I'm just in. Now I'm just going down there, and I'm like, "Hey, you need heroin?" They're like, "What?" 
I'm like, oh, you know, you can blow me too, but like, let's get some heroin too. And, yeah. and then, because they always thought I was a cop, because no dude asks for a blowjob and heroin. <laughs> they just don't. They only want a blowjob. You know, they, they're yeah. not junkies, the hookers are. Yeah. So then I had tons of money and I, and I was like, hey, you can get some heroin. And like, me and my friend are busy. I'm like, well, I'll fuck both of you. Let's get a bunch of heroin and do this. And you know, we'll get some foil. She's like, foil? Motherfucker, we're not wasting that shit. So I was like, all right, well, got a clean needle? Because I knew that. Yeah. And they're like, yep. I'm like, all right, let's do it. And then they took me into some little, uh, it reminded me of, you know, Taken, where they took the girls where they're prostituting and they're behind, like, the, 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 the curtains, not walls. In the in the uh, it was in the Chechen mining yes. camp. Yes, I've fucking that is stuck with me for so fucking much. <laughs> the craziest part about this Chechen mining camp is it's in St Kilda, where I've been living my whole life, <laughs> and I'm just all of a sudden in this maze of curtains, going, I have never known that this existed. <laughs> Let's do some heroin. This isn't on Zagat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck I, up. Yeah, I was like lost. So then uh, they did. I knew that they were like so junky that they weren't going to give me that much heroin. So I knew it wasn't going to OD because they yeah. were like, Here, here's your needle. And I'm yeah. like, Oh, yeah. Especially heroin addicts aren't like, Let's give you a yeah, hefty yeah, let's one. Let's give them a real good dose. No, <laughs> and, and, we'll, like, and we'll back off. And yeah, we want you to yeah, experience yeah. it. Yeah, they had like 150 <laughs> bucks worth of it. And I got about a nickel's worth. <laughs> but it was an injected nickel. So I'm fucking one of them. And my pants are all on the ground over this curtain. And then one of them's walking around me, not being involved for a little bit. But I don't know because I'm high. She she injected me while I was fucking her. So then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, oh, yeah, we're doing it. And then boom, I'm gone. And then boom, I'm uh, in a kid's playground in the dark, freezing yeah, by myself. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, what the fuck? Where am I? And I get up and I'm like starting to get my wits about me. Like, wait, where? And, and then I can kind of tell from like a, light, a street light where I am. And I am in the worst area you could ever be like, I can't, maybe because I was asleep, I just blended in. Yeah. But it's like crazy Aboriginal drunk guys and full junkies. Like, you just get stabbed with shit. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, fuck my wallet. And I opened my wallet and I had, you know, I mean, like a thousand bucks and I 800 bucks. And they took it all. So I vomited. I'm freezing cold. I didn't come. Yeah. Uh, and I lost like a G. Yeah, and I was like, heroin is the worst. I didn't come, and 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 never did it ever again. Really? Yeah, like you're supposed to shoot up, and that's the one that gets you. Yeah, I shot up and got robbed and vomited and was freezing cold. And I figured that where I was, I got lucky for not being killed out there, just yeah. being asleep against some pole on a kid's playground. So that was I. I don't know how little things like that. Where it doesn't have to make sense to you. It just made sense to me that I would never do it again. I was like, man, what a fucking nightmare. I would never do that again. And it's never... Yeah. I did way more blow and ecstasy after that, but I, I couldn't I do never coke. did heroin. I, I mean, I, I've done coke a bunch, but like, I couldn't... The next day, really fuck with my serotonin. What about drinking serotonin? You drink all the time and you're fine? Uh, here's what I've been realizing, is that I don't recognize that I'm not fine. See that okay? I think that's been my whole life, and I have just—I just recently have like—I tried to stop at one point. I tried to admit it on the radio the other day, uh, but Slash was on the show, and he just wanted to move along, which made me want to give it to him because I'm like, yeah. Slash, I'll give it to you. I got—I'm trying to quit drinking. I've always had a problem with drinking. Yeah, I'm older, and I love my job and my kids, so I don't drink and black out and never show up for shit. Yeah, but I show up in pain or bitter or. 
uh, hungover or I don't want to go to the gym and I'm supposed to be motivating guy that it doesn't give up. And yeah. you know what? I kind of feel like giving up today. I don't want to go to the gym. I'd rather eat a burrito. Yeah. That's a drunk guy to me. And and I can't wake up the next day going, did you fucking wake up and have a breakfast burrito, dude? And not go to jujitsu? Yeah. And then some dude's going to call and be like, man, I'm feeling down. Well, this is what you got to do. Like, I can't believe myself if I'm living that lie. So I took a pill that's quits, that's if you drink, you die. I just started taking a, some pill that you can get. Accutane, some, some fucking drug or whatever. Accutane? <laughs> well, sure, whatever. <laughs> but it, it, then, he, then he tells me if I get like, this, if it, is the moisturizer has alcohol in it, a rash up, or find how to breathe, or gasoline gets something. I play I, my motorbike. I fix my kid's motorbike. Yeah. I'm like, I shave with, I'm like, fuck that. I'll just not drink. And then the reason I did it is because it was, there's two things in my life that changed my attitude. And I'm a dark guy. And if you send me there, depending on the level of the blow, because I'll take it mentally. Hey, man, we're fucking your show. We're firing you. Okay. You know what I mean? That's a bummer, man, but I'll survive. And then my body goes, no, you won't. And then like a week later, I, I realized that I haven't been talking. I won't talk to my girlfriend. Yeah. So it's Andrea, my ex-wife, yeah. and alcohol. Those are the two guaranteed if I drink. Like if you were like, hey, man, it's my birthday. It's a show. We're going live on stage. Have a beer. I'd be like, what do I have to do tomorrow? What do I have to do the next day? Wednesday by Thursday. If I don't have the kids for four days, I guess it might be worth it. But that's how bad it is to me. Really? So that means if my girlfriend's around or my kids are around or my bosses are around and I drank on the weekend and it's Monday, Tuesday, you better be nice to me. Or I'll be like, what the fuck are you talking about, you dumb cunt? You know, and, and I'm like, oh my god, you can't say dumb cunt to people <laughs> that obey r- you. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know I mean? or like, what are you thinking? Nothing. What are you doing? Nothing. Like, I can't tell, I can't not talk to my girlfriend for two straight days. Yeah. Because I can't tell you why. What's wrong? I don't know. Yeah. Why can't you say, I don't know? I, 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 can, I can tell that I am not cool. But I can't tell you why. And you know what? Stop fucking asking me because it's pissing me off. Yeah. Nobody deserves that anymore as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So I just... I know you're okay. See, I feel like you seem to me like a guy who drinks and you're fine with it. And Because I always felt like you got to know who you are. Some people drink and the next day they're fine. They have another one that's fine. My wife uh, my wife said something to me yesterday because I've been on the wagon for about five days. I'm trying to lose weight. I just got to a place where I was, I was getting pretty fucked up on the road. That's my little bit of safe haven right so then you take a break I, I, what i would do is i would i'm reading al jorgensen's book you know al jorgensen is no oh you'll love you'll love this book i know you're not a huge reader re- but huge like reader? i don't read <laughs> i didn't read i got two books i haven't read them you should you should uh maybe get the audiobook it's pretty fucking fantastic. i would love audiobooks man i was trying to get an audiobook for that ronda rousey interview i had to i was forced to read like almost half that book yeah she talks about her eating disorder i didn't get to that <laughs> I breezed past. Look, oh. I, like I was oh. like, I'm like, get bullet points for you to relate oh. to her, and then that in, that interview's for serious. It's not for my show, so yeah. I can't go where I want to go. Okay, you know, no. I, my wife said to me, so I, I got I get off the road. And I've been talking about taking a sabbatical for the, these three day, three taking weeks. A what a little sabbatical? What's uh, I don't really know what the word means. It means like it's what a priest does when he goes to the mountains and fucking okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like and just prays. I'm with you. That's what I think it is. So. uh so I've been like, I'm going to take three weeks off and eat clean 
yeah. work out yeah. and get my head straight. What I noticed was um, like what, this never happens in my house. First morning that I didn't drink, that night I didn't drink, I wake up and I got up at like 6.30 and made breakfast with the girls and I'm talking to them and we're hanging out. And then I'm like, okay. And then I take them to school. I come back. I work out. I fucking get some work done. I come up with like two new um, a, 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 two new ideas. I talked to Telly about one. I always call him Telly because it's his, his Instagram. I know you guys call him Michael. But I like, call, I, I, call, I call him Michael as a joke. Yeah. But uh, I, I talked to him about one of them yesterday. Like kind of bolt, like, And then all of a sudden, like th- three days, like this morning, I got up. I had dream, crazy dreams. I dreamt about you a lot. That sounds really crazy. Did you, did you dream about drinking? Uh, no. Whenever I stop drinking, I I dream of having a beer, and I'm like, man, this one is a good one. And then I go, oh, fuck, I was supposed to stop. <laughs> and then I wake up, and I go, oh, man, you didn't do it. Okay, good. Get back to sleep. <laughs> no, I dreamt. Uh, but I woke up this morning feeling fantastic. I came out, ran hard, and then I was like, I'm in, like, I, it's just what you say. It's like I don't notice that I'm not in an awesome mood when I'm drinking. But when I'm not drinking, I notice I'm always on an awesome mood. But now that you know... Because you did, I didn't tell you. You just told me. Yep. So now you know. I th- I think it's a, for you because I don't think you're ever going to stop drinking. No. For you, it's going to start to to burden you more every time. It will. You're going to know that you're not a hundred percent dad and you're not a hundred percent husband and then not a hundred percent Bert. Like I'm a lot better of a person. The fans. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a lot show. more creative. I mean, I've been I've been really focused on the podcast, getting people on that I want to talk to and being excited about like. Like and like as opposed to the hangover, you get in a hangover, and I'm like, okay, Ellis is coming over. I'll just fucking talk to him when he gets here. As opposed to like last night, I'm on the treadmill, and I'm got, um, and I'm like, and I'm like thinking of like, like, what do I want to talk to him about? There's like, there's a great opportunity to talk to a guy that's fucking fascinating. What do I want to talk to him about? And Uh so it's a very different mindset. However, my wife at Target yesterday said to me, um, uh, "Don't go overboard with this because I get OCD. I get OCD." (laughs) She's like, uh, she's like, because it's it's Memorial Day weekend, and she goes, "Don't kill yourself if you drink this weekend." I know you, uh, and I'm the kind of person that I'll drink and then I'll good go, life. "Why the fuck did I do that?" And then and that'll make it, yeah. Like I'll be like, "Oh, now I'm not yeah. healthy anymore. I'm gaining weight. I can't work out." Yeah. My wife's like, "If you want to drink, drink." I don't think we're rare anymore, dude. I think yeah. everybody thinks this just on like different scales. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, so and some people kill themselves over it. You know what I mean? Like you and me, are like fuck, man, it's the worst thing ever. I feel like I'm darker than you, so like you're a little every now darker and then, than my, me. My like drinking thing, I'll get into a, a spot where I'm like, man, if anybody knew what I just ran through my head, they, everyone would be very worried. <laughs> you know, and then, and then I'm like, get up. You know what I mean? Because then there's another guy, like the don't give up guy. You know what I mean, he'll kick in, like fuck that, don't say that, mother. You know what I mean? We'll go, we'll go all the way. Yeah. How many things if you fucking? Th- everyone thinks you're gonna fucking die. You're still there, and then and then I get up, and go again. But man, I sometimes I'm like, Oof. do you feel like I? I, I do. You, oh, this is a weird question, but do you feel like sometimes you're supposed to be in the dark place, like that, like because you're you're a guy, and I think everyone would say this. No one expected you to be where you are today. So do yeah, you yeah. feel guilty with being like clean, sober, happy, riding motorcycles with your kids? Not clean and sober. But I mean like, you know, like like I smoke weed every day. Do you really? Yeah. Um it's I saw I saw you on uh Doug Benson's getting Doug with High with Tripoli. I, I love how everyone's like, Man, like, how can you talk when you're that high on Doug with High? I'm like, I'm that high every day. <laughs> so the other day in a race car is like this high run. I'm like, Why do you call him high runner? He's high all the time. He can barely drive, it's hilarious. And my friend looked at me and went, Do they know? <laughs> I'm like, don't worry about it, dude. 
I skateboarded my whole life high. Like, uh, it's a zone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I operate just fine. I can do anything. Oh, it's like when I get on stage, if I if I am drunk on stage, and I never go on stage drunk. I always bring a shot on stage with me or bring a beer. And then that's it? And that's it. But if I'm drunk on stage, I can totally manage. Like, I, right. I've, I've been on stage drunk. I can do it. I'm not concerned. I, when I'm drunk, I'm hyper aware not to say what I'm thinking. But, oh, when, I, but wow. when I'm sober, I'll say what I'm thinking because I'll own those words. Oh, smart. So, like, uh, that's why I don't like going on stage drunk because I, I then can't own what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the two different. I've, I've only been on stage high one time or a couple times, but um, yeah. and I, it didn't work out Drunk well. radio would be bad for me. Drunk radio is great for me. Yeah, I think I might. I mean, I already say shit I shouldn't say. I lose my inhibitions when I'm drunk on radio, and I'm already, I have very, have very few inhibitions, but like I will, I am the guy that will nipple clamps, get naked. Right, you become an action entertainer. Oh, yeah. I identify with that so much. I'm kind of, that, see, that bit, I, that, that I'm good for. Yeah. It's the, let's, let's knuckle down and let's see what's going on inside your mind, Jason, after you've had like a couple bottles of wine. Like, you don't want to hear that. <laughs> Because it, it could be joy, and then it'll just take one wrong turn, and I'll say seven things that I'll pay for for the rest of my life. Did you? How how hard is it moving to this country and becoming successful in this country? Uh, I don't know. It wasn't that hard. Just had to go to the ramp every day, over and over again. I mean, I, did, gotta, I loved what I did, so it was never bad. There's got to be a lot of people at home that are like, you'll never make it. Oh, fuck yeah. And, oh, I was the first person ever be, to, who was born in Australia to be a pro skateboarder in America. Really? Yeah. So there was, there was no one before me. I was the first person to do it. So yeah, they were doubters because they were like, it's never been done. My father and my stepmother thought that I was selling drugs over here. Really? Yeah, they're like, because there, there was no Tony Hawk. There yeah. was, there oh, was we, no, we shared, I couldn't we tell shared, you. You're 43, right? Yeah. We share the same idols. Right. I guarantee. Did you like Mark Acalupo? Yeah, I knew Augie. Yeah, I yeah. love that dude. He was like Brad Gerlach, Mark Acalupo, uh, fucking um, Christian Asoy, yeah, Lance Mountain, uh, Billy Ruff. Like, those are all the guys that yeah. I idolized growing up. That's funny. Jody Foster's Army. Do you remember that skateboard? No. Nah. Jo- was, there was a Jody Foster's Army was a skateboard. Yeah. So it had the baddest design. No. Nah. Yeah, we started skating ramps, but like, like just, just inclines, like not like, oh, okay. like a ramp, not a fucking. Because that's ramp. older. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember our first board I got was a Billy Ruff, and I was yeah. like, oh, I was obsessed. Nowadays, I only buy decks based on the on the on the design. Yeah, I don't really. You don't skateboard at all anymore. I got I got all my shit back. I got all new stuff. I set up a new board the other day. I just. Uh... I'm a vert guy, man. I'm I'm hurt. I'm, I mean, that's why I retired. I got yeah. broke. A lot of stuff. It's not, um, and and I needed to take a long time off because I can't not push it. You know what I mean? I will get on there and I'll be like, well, a little bit wobbly, and then I'll get used to it, and then all of a sudden I'm uh, give me two hours, and I'll get pissed off trying to do me twist in the corner. Yeah. After not skating for two years, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm, you know what I mean? So now I feel like. It ha- my my ego needs to be gone from that, and I need to ride a skateboard for the way I always wanted to. It's weird, really. The last ten years I skated, I didn't really do what I wanted to do. I did what I had to do to get paid. You know, really, I, I, the mega ramp I wanted to ride, but I didn't want to do that's the, flip that's... tricks on the mega ramp. I just wanted to go big, man. I don't. Yeah. I was like, are you figure? You guys, it's a million dollar ramp. I'm doing fifty five mile an hour. <laughs> I just did a seventy foot air into a twenty foot backside air, dude. 
20 feet. Like, I remember Christian saw him like, look, I can, do, I can go 10 feet, but he can go 12. And that, those two feet are fucking impossible. He's the only guy that can do that. That's what I thought when I was 16 to, yeah. you know, thir- tw- 37. And then, you know what I mean? At like 39, I did a fucking 20-foot method air. And I'm like, Christian, I doubled your shit, dude. And I am washed up. I'm an old washed up. According to me, I was already like, this is ridiculous that I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, it's, it's only 10 people in the world qualified. I'm like, only 10 people in the world are dumb enough to jump it. Is there any reason I'm here? <laughs> 10 people qualified. <laughs> no, they were like, because it used to be like, man, you qualified. I'm like, it's because there's nobody that wants to do it. <laughs> I had like five years back in the X Games because everyone was like, fuck that. I'm not going down that. I'm like, good. Because as soon as you figure it out, you'll be better than me at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like yeah, it's like uh, eating sardines. Like I, I used to yeah, eat, yeah. yeah, I love sardines, but my roommates hated them. And then they were like, I was like, once you realize they're in this honey mustard sauce, you're gonna fucking love them and want to eat them too. Yeah, I, that's kind of a, a good analogy. But there's that <laughs> other instead of it, like it, it will kill you. That's yeah. the other thing that that ramp can kill you. Yeah, there's a lot of pain involved in that ramp. Um, the uh, one of the it's part of your personality because like one of the one of the coolest things is hearing you tell the story about uh about um uh chuck liddell punching you what's cooler than that is watching chuck liddell realize you've called him pussy he got angry you can see it oh my god right and he did not know me then too that's like a fucking random drunk idiot annoying him but what's so funny about it now change it to to my face if he wanted to I uh, oh that's what I the first thing I thought and I I I I've, I heard that about that video a long time ago uh, on like just some interview you did I don't I don't yeah, even know. he brought it up and brought up my name I was like dude he knew who I was or he figured out who I was after the fact yeah because he said yeah one time I punched Jason Ellis and I, on a talk on a late night talk show or something I'm like why are you saying my name this guy does not <laughs> none of us in the world know who Jim fucking Jiminy fucking did it like you don't yeah. know me dude but. Thanks for the shout out. And, and, but it's so funny because you, you tell the story. It took a lot of taunting to get him to finally punch yeah. you. No, no, he punched me three times, I think. But in the video, it shows the video, I guess, that was on uh, Corey Hart's show. Yeah. It was on it, the it, last one. Yeah, they only show you go and punch me and then go and then go, come on, man. And then you see him go, I'm a pussy. And like, and, and he's like, everybody, and it is fucking powerful no he stretched his arms out yeah that's it that's yeah. it and i was like oh my god even that drunk i was like oh i now know that i've made a mistake <laughs> that was a weird night i fucking blacked did you hear the story of the rest of that night they got way worse than that uh-huh. well that night that day i got there early and this was back when i was married i can't stand it was like what 2006 i don't know something like that it was when my it was when i was still allowed to drink but my ex-wife was catching on that it was a bad idea and she yeah. was a very controlling person in the end it was like you're not allowed to drink who, no, oh, the, the Australian Andrea, ex-wife. The one that has my Andrea, kids. okay. And, you know, you should bless her. She was trying to stop a, a madman, you know? And she yeah. was like, yeah, I don't want to live with you. You're a maniac. And I'm like, you fell in love with a maniac. We used to do rails and have threesomes. So, you know, maybe calm down on the whole fucking, uh, you know, who are you? Yeah. I, I am the guy that you wanted and and pecked at. I was like, fuck, I don't care. So we'd fucking everybody. Yeah. I must have fucked like eight people before. She was like, come on, stop. And I'm like, eh, it's kind of fun. <laughs> Oh, maybe I'm, and she's like, I'm pregnant. Oh, okay, whatever you want to do. So whatever with you. It's like Patrice O'Neill's story about about, uh, about um, 
oh fuck, I'm gonna fuck it up. But about him being a great white shark and who? going Patrice O'Neill. Yeah, he's passed. But uh, I know who he is. Yeah, he's uh, he was like he told him on Marins, and he was like he was like bitch, you knew I was a great white shark when you met me. Don't be shocked when I bite you. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah. both my wives met me at the highest times in my life, and then in the end, it was like, did you smoke weed? Yeah. And I think like, let's go back three years. Did I just do a bunch of heroin, ecstasy, cocaine, and fucking GH? <laughs> yes, I did. And now we're dancing together naked with some other chick. You love the poetry that yeah. What's wrong with it now? Yeah. <laughs> but now, oh no, yes, I had a toke from a doobie, and I should be, I should pay severely. <laughs> fucking assholes. I hate all of them. So you were drinking. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I drank. I was there early. So I drank the. And I was still like very. Uh, maybe been to Vegas a handful Did you of times. Coming from LA? Yeah. Okay. No, San Diego. I lived in San Diego then. Okay. So then they, I went to the all you can eat buffet and they had those big drinks with all the shit in it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, what's it called? Long on iced tea. Well, yes. Yes. Because uh, it's got all the booze in it. <laughs> yes. you know? and, and, and I only like sugar. So I was like, this is awesome. You can barely taste it. And then, I, you know, the big ones with the flowers in it. And I had like a bunch of them. So by the time Kerry Hart's show starts, I'm fucked. Yeah. I'm putting cigarettes out of my arm. I don't even smoke. <laughs> so I'm gone, dude. I'm gone. Yeah. I'm like, Kerry's like, you're right there. I'm like, what? Now, how did you meet Carrie Hart? Uh, skateboard. Yeah. Uh, big day out in Australia. He's the moto guy. I'm the skateboard guy. And I had been. I sold my dirt bike to a, for a plane ticket to come to America to be a skateboarder. Really? So my dad wanted me to be a race a moto racer. My brother's was uh, number one in Victoria and top ten in Australia. Like that's what we were supposed to do. Yeah. So I knew who they all were. I really do. By the way, I want to hear the rest of the story. I really do want to ride motocross with you. I want to ride motorcycles. Go on with this you. weekend. Oh, uh, I can't do this because <laughs> I might be drinking. <laughs> I want to do it so bad because I, I don't know where I heard you say this, but you said it's like being uh, it's like being a uh, transformer. It's like having your own robot. Oh, if you get good enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, but I love motorcycles, so I'd love to try it. Just like on small levels and yeah, just have real fun small. with it. Real small. I'm not, I don't, look, I'm never going to push the limits but too much. if you far. put effort in and you rode for a couple of years, in the end, you'd be able to launch over like a, you know, mean 50 foot jump. It's got to be fucking. F- yeah, it's because you're, uh, you're flying, man. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Close as you can get, you know what I mean? I fucking ain't no real Superman, but you can, and then you're like, one, two, that's two seconds of freedom to me. One. Oh, I can't even imagine that. Okay, so you, you meet Carrie Hart at, at one of those big things yeah, in Australia. Yeah, and then we hit it off because we're moto dudes and we both want to have sex with hot chicks, so we had that in common. And uh, obviously he's changed. He's a settled down guy. He's still married to Pink? Fuck yeah. Yeah, he always he loved her more than she loved him, and then I think she realized maybe don't let go of this guy and then he's came always, back to reality. He always seemed like a really solid dude. Oh, like always on the show. has been. Yeah. yeah. He's a busy man. Him, days. Tony Hawk, they seem like... like Fucking salt of the earth type guys. Yep. Completely. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I drank and I put cigarettes out. And it was Tony Hawk's radio show. And Tony's used to me because he, he knew me back in the day as a way bigger train wreck than that. And embraced it. Yeah. So it's a weird thing. A lot of people didn't know back in the day where you know the video game wasn't that big. There were times where me and Tony would hang out. And this was when I was a big drinker. And I, I would, every now and then, I would just... Go off, man. Look out. Just run. You mean start smashing stuff? Not angry. Just yeah. kick shit over. And he'd be, he'd be, he's been there. You know, he didn't do anything, but he didn't like fucking. I'm I'm disowning you. Really? He was like, Jesus Christ, man. You are. You How old were you met Tony Hawk? First time I met him, I was like seventeen, maybe no, sixteen. I, I met him. 
like just hello because he yeah. came to Australia and did a demo and I was like one of the better guys in Australia so I was in the skate shop when he came in so I was just like hey hey I'm like oh my god it's like Elvis Presley after yeah. he died that's how big of a deal it was like really? if Elvis came and sat down and did this interview that's how big it was really yeah because he was a god he was a fucking god freak I'd heard about him did I mean I didn't see they didn't have magazines yet I heard about a guy that could fucking finger flip his board and catch it again and then put his feet back on and land it and I'm like that's not even fucking possible it's humanly impossible and then a sequence of it in a magazine I'm like it, it's possible that's the beautiful thing about skateboarding that I don't think if you like and I like my skateboarding is limited but but if you so but, but if you don't skateboard one of the things you don't understand that's so cool about it is people do magic tricks yeah they do magic tricks and then they show you how to do a magic trick Dude, now I follow people on Instagram every now and then I go oh my god yeah I don't know what that was that was a flying catapult and then it just stuck to his feet again and then he went flying down something else Good for you, dude. I watch that in surfing these days. Like, I watch these guys who are fucking. I surfed with uh, this kid. Uh, uh, this uh, uh, I've surfed with a bunch of pro surfers mm. for the TV show. But uh, Rapboy, Jason Rapboy Collins, mm. and he can just kick a board and f- a surfboard. I'm Crazy, like, right? How the fuck can you do that? Like, I remember just getting having a hard time standing up on it. It was such a big deal for somebody to do that like 20 years ago, and now same as skateboarding. All the things they do, it would literally b- blow everybody's mind. And now it's just. They do it back to back in a ride. They don't. It's not like a video. I see kids thing. from my daughter's school doing kickflips. I'm like, I, I, I remember learning, trying to learn. I still, I can't ollie anymore. I'm too fat to get my fucking body to do it. But like, uh, I, I remember, I remember learning with Richie Alonso, Ryan Blaris, and Chris Huff, and being like, this is what the fuck are we doing? We're getting our board to leave the air, yeah. not off a ramp. Shut the fuck up, man. I think I, I remember in like. 89 fucking guns came to Australia with Jason Lee. No one knew who Jason Lee was. And he was doing 360 flips in the Guys, pocket. In case you're not paying attention, Jason Lee is the guy from, uh, what's the fucking TV show? Uh, Everyone Loves Earl or Earl or whatever the fuck Yeah, Earl, is. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What yeah, about he's Earl? A fucking, he's a Hollywood movie star. But he was a fucking amazing a, skateboarder. A ma- the 360 flip he invented, still a trick that is legit still to this day. Yeah. And he st- and he ran them like they were fucking nothing. And it was a good good hour in a parking lot where I was like what do you what is that <laughs> is that a mission is that an impossible only impossible like the no man it's a 360 flip I'm like wait 360 kickflip do it again <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even see what it was like and that was back when I could do like 10 foot method airs and I was yeah. like 16 years of age and I'm like I could give a fuck about that dude with his little twirly <laughs> trick, but I'm happy for him. Yeah. And then, like, three years later, he's, like, the most giant skateboarder in the world, and I'm living in Australia. Like, I'm like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I should have fucking spent more time. I spent that- more time doing that thing he was doing in the parking lot. <laughs> so you come in from San Francisco or San Diego. You, Tony and you are buddies. You do oh, his radio okay, show. So yeah, there's a back and forth. Chuck Liddell, punch me. Come on, fucking punch me. Carry hard. Tell him I won't sue. Punch me. Come on, you pussy. Fucking punch me. Then he whips me and then... Knocks uh, you onto the ground. He knocks me to the ground and then I get up and then apparently this is the... I black out after that, but Kerry goes... Kerry said, I got a beer and I go, oh, you know, I'll, I'll, get, I'll pay you money, anyone, if you can kick me in the dick and make me spill my beer. So some girl's like, I'm a fucking kickboxer and I'm like, go for it. So I used to know this trick where I could... I used to have baggy pants, yeah. baggy jeans, and if you flex them out, it, it holds the crutch tight. Yeah. It's the trick we do. We did. You do it. You do in Hollywood. They have a they have a rope that you tie around your feet. Okay, the rope is a way safer one. Yeah, this and is a little edgier because this, the jeans aren't tied to the bottom of your ankles. But I did if it, you do I, it right, I did it wrong. I we had, a, we had an NFL punter. 
You told me that. The and toe I, went in. Yep. And I, and I, no, no, no. I just, what I did is I was standing and I, you I, bent, your I legs, bent my legs, took to up take the it, slack. And I took up the slack and I took it, <laughs> taking the nuts from an NFL punter. And I went, oh my God, why did that hurt? And everyone's like, you're not supposed to bend. You're supposed to stand straight. But you think you're getting like. Why would they say that after you got kicked? Yeah. Oh, it fucking hurt so bad. Yeah. And it's on screen. They're like, that was, it didn't look real. I was like, that was fucking real. So this girl's taking a kick at your nuts. Yeah, I don't remember, but I guess she's just kicking me over and over again, and I'm holding the beer laughing at her because I'm drunk. I can't feel it. But I guess I was protecting my nuts, but she had like a pointy toe boot on. So she was kicking me in my asshole over and over again. And I don't know. I'm drunk, and I'm just making sure the beer doesn't spill, and I'm making sure I laugh a very mean laugh. Yeah. As if to say to me, <laughs> fucking stupid. Nobody can fucking do anything to me. Trying to, you know, mean degrade her. Yeah. So then, uh, I guess after that, I don't care. I go to a club, and then I actually, uh, Carrie said that I was standing there, and my glass slipped out of my hand and exploded uh, on the ground in between my feet, and I stood there like my hand was still holding the glass because <laughs> I didn't know that it had happened. Yeah. And Carrie was like. It's time to get Alice to bed. So he said that he escorted me to my room, and I don't remember any of this. So then I he puts me in my in my bed in my hotel. There you go. Good night, Alice. So, I wake up at three in the morning, like I don't or whatever time, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? Yeah. I also forgot to add that I had they tattooed. I kept calling Carrie backflip bitch on the radio. And he's like, if you fucking say back that again, bitch. I'll because he he did, oh. he did a back. He's the first person to do a backflip, but he didn't really make it. You know what I mean? In, skate, in skateboarding, if you don't roll away, it's not counted. Yeah. Everybody said he made the backflip. Like in skateboarding, you got pretty close. Because if you want to count that, then I made the kickflip McTwist because I landed it and ran into the other wall before Tony Hawk. Yeah. But he took it. You know why? Because he fucking rolled all the way. Because that's what he have to you have to do. So Wait, being did, a dick. Did he land it and then kind of lay the bike down type thing? He fucking landed, bounced off. He didn't <laughs> fucking make it at all. <laughs> In my humble opinion. So now, so now this guy's known for that. He's hung his hat on that. You're calling him kickflip bitch. Yeah, or backflip, no, backflip bitch. bitch. So then he's like, I'll tattoo it on you. So I don't even know I blacked out, but I guess they did that that night. They oh tattooed it in my armpit. God, that's. So I wake up and I go to take a piss and I'm like, what the fuck? Fucking up my arm, and this arm hurts from Chuck punching it. And I'm like, fuck, my arm is killing me. And I'm doing this with my shoulders, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I just see bitch with like pink writing on the H, and I'm like, bitch. And then I'm like, oh my God, my asshole in the hole really hurts. And I did not know that I'd been raped. I've, I mean, it's. It had been a long time since I'd been raped, so I don't recall the feeling. So I just assumed that, I just assumed that this was like what it feels like to be raped. And I'm like, oh my god, what have I done? Because I know I'm a bad, I'm a big mouth, you know. And I'm like, fuck, someone's beating me up and raped me. And I call Carrie. I'm like, dude, what happened? What the fucking dude? He's like, relax, man. Some chick kicked you in the asshole like 20 times. You laughed at it and spilled your beer. And we tattooed, bitch. She kept calling me a bitch. And I'm like, oh, God, thank God. Thank God. I'm going back to bed. I'll see you guys in the morning. But for a second there, I actually thought that I'd been raped. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Again. Again. That's what, dude. I, I've heard that a long time ago because I, when I first started going to therapy, you're talking about the, your dad stuff. Yeah. And my, my therapist this last time wanted to talk about my dad, and I was like, I don't want to fucking get into any of that 
Because I, I don't know if my dad. <laughs> can't really say that. To I was your like therapist. Dude. I was like, it's I was, kind of the point of being there. <laughs> I, was like, I don't really want to talk about. That. I was like, we definitely have issues, but we're getting along really good right now. Like no, nothing bad ever happened, but I was like, I don't want you to pull up something fucking bad, and then he dies, and I don't have a way to reconcile it. So oh, I was like, okay. let's just leave it. Oh, I go. We get along fine. He just doesn't like my drinking. That's it. I'm making sure you get out of here on time. I know you got to get out of here at eleven. Um, uh, but, uh, Friday, I don't care. um, but yeah, I, it's, it's so funny because, uh, it, that, uh, that whole therapy stuff just kind of like it, it, I don't know. It, it fucking opens up all these fucking, my thing, my therapist told me was like, well, look out for triggers, like triggers in your life that make you spiral out. And yep. I started noticing triggers. I was like, oh shit, that's a trigger. Like I'm on the treadmill fighting with someone yesterday in my head. And I go, what the fuck am I doing? I was like, I don't. This person in here, and they're not wasting energy on me. And I was like, wait, what started this? So I tried to, like, whittle back to find out what was the thing that caused it. Yeah. Do you know what it was, really, honestly? What? Just someone not replying to me on Twitter. And then, and like, I just assumed they just... I wish I could make fun of you for that, but I'm the same way. I get really, like... Like, can you re- reach out and you say, like, hey, uh, they maybe they comment and they say something, and then I go, like... And then I start going, like, why haven't they replied? Like, do they... I guess, did I say that wrong? Like, and then you start fucking like, I'm the king of that. I'm with you. Oh, it makes me crazy. And I'm yeah. like, they, they never had that in pioneer days. Like they were just. No, nobody called anybody. Yeah. And if you called someone that meant, I mean, you just got on your horse and just fucking thought. Yeah, it's a weird Twitter. All that stuff's a weird little thing I battle with. I'm on there all the time because I'm addicted to it. But the other thing, I mean, I, I compete. I want to win, and I'm a loser on there. You know, I can't, there's porn stars that have more followers than me. I'm like, oh, you have more followers than me. I'm sure. Like I'm well, fucking you got? 129. You're terrible too. Yeah, we're terrible. We're fucking. I mean, I if look you're at, not a million, you're just a piece of shit. I would say 500,000. I'd be like, all right, dude, it's not bad for a radio guy. <laughs> you know, I can't catch Stone. You know, I can't catch like I, I can't. Well, you catch never. A, yeah. You do, first of all, you're never going to get those guys because they were around well, when Twitter get those started. Guys because the, because Instagram, I'm already bigger than them. Okay. Because it's the new. Whoever's the new, whatever the new medium oh, is. Periscope, baby. I, see, I hear that you're on that. Yeah. I am, you were on it this morning. I'm. Oh, I was? That's when you were pulling I'm up. I'm terrified right? of being on that because I feel like I already talked to too many things. I'm like, how many? I got to drop one to get a new one. Yeah. You know? I know the feeling. Like I, I dropped Vine to get Snapchat. I dropped, I dropped Vine and Snapchat to get Periscope. See, I might have to do that, but I'm enjoying. I have a I have a personal relationship with these two people in Australia on Snapchat, where we send each other like, uh, you know, what I mean, weed photos and stuff like that. Because yeah. he's been here and he's like, man, your life. Because he's from, he was my little brother's best friend, so he knows where I came from. He, he knows why I love America so much. Yeah, you know, he comes over and he's like, dude, you got a fucking turbo Porsche. F- be re- you know, you get weed from Dr. Greed Dumb. You know, like you got funk, you got glass tips in your doobies. You, you know what I mean? Like you know all these weird things about bars and hotels. And, yeah. You know, I got him a place in uh, Palm Springs with a pool in the backyard and. Gave him some GHB. They're like, fucking GHB, can't get that. <laughs> and they're like, we'll get some cocaine. I'm like, yeah, I'll get you some fucking cocaine. Like, I'm not touching it, but you, this is the best fucking cocaine I've ever had in my fucking life, mate. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I've been doing man. my research I'm in like, Hollywood, guys. America, dude, we have everything. <laughs> yeah. you know, let's go ride dirt bike. Fuck, you get that by your Kawasaki gave it to me. Fuck, man, your fucking life. It's insane. Yeah. So I send, I'll probably not, not give up Snapchat because I, I just send it shit to him and he sends shit to me well the thing that would make periscope fascinating for you yeah. that would just leapfrog you past everyone is periscope when your show gets wild 
when my show gets when, you, when you guys are doing your show yeah. and shit gets wild, like you're gonna fight Brendan Schaub or like any of the th- shit that your show is one of the few shows left that is that has a has a fucking uh, a PT Barnum like we don't give a fuck type attitude. I, I said it to Tully yesterday. I go, you must be a publicist nightmare because publicists we want you to, one. Publicists want like here's the bio. Can you just these are the questions we're looking for. Stay away from that. And that's not your show. No. It's not your show. And it's not – it's the kind of show where you literally – and I, I'm, it was one of my favorite things I ever watched. You and Brendan Shaw fight. Right. And I was like – and I, I know, I'm a big friend of Brendan's. Brendan's. I had him on my podcast. And in, in checking out Brendan's videos, I was like, oh, he did he did Alice. And I was like, oh, let me check the interview out and I'll find out what not to ask because he's already talked about it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my God, they're just fucking fighting. <laughs> Not exactly, but yeah. Yeah, but like you guys are, and it was legit. It wasn't like, it was like, I was, I was nervous someone was going to break out one of the fucking windows. Like, it was <laughs> yeah. fucking legit. It was controlled. But that's where Periscope would be great for you. Well, I have my website, dude, that's on. Yeah, I guess and if that. I get if I go Periscope, then the people that pay to have my website are getting yeah. fucked over by Periscope. But yeah. I get like a live thing out on the street, but I want, I mean, I want to, I don't want to be in that building. I want to be... I want to have my own fantasy factory that's for p- my fantasies that with is- everything camered up. I want a boxing ring. I want a cage. I want to fight everybody. I want to skate against everybody. I want to have like a little go-kart track with razors. Like I, I don't want to ever – I want to have a recording studio. Hey, you're banned. You're here. Fucking bullshit. Plug yeah. in. Let's do a song. Let's make a song about dicks right now. Like it's, I want that to happen. It's, you are the, uh, you are the ex- extreme renaissance man. I'm the shitty Rob Deerdick is what I am. No, but it's a short it's a it's a short side on on XM Sirius that they don't set you up with that. You could do that cheap in Hollywood. They don't uh man. You don't have to talk about it. I don't mind. I don't yeah. give a shit. I'm not that big of a fan of corporate people, so and they know that. But what I do is it takes time. I feel like uh you know, someone brought up the other day you've been doing your show for ten years and I'm like, No, I haven't. And they're like, yeah, you were talking at night. And I'm like, oh, I was talking at night illegally. It wasn't the Jason Ellis show. I was just like, I'm not playing any more music. This shit sucks. I'm talking. Yeah, they wanted I you am. to play music at first, Tully was saying. Well, I was a DJ. Yeah. And then I was talked too long, and they're like, who's the guy who's saying this is the worst band ever for like five minutes before he plays the song? It's Jason. Will trying to back me. No, fuck that guy. But then everyone was called in like, I really like the guy that's saying that this is the worst band that ever lives. It's the fans, man. They made me. Yeah. In New York, we're like, we want to fuck him over, but if they want it, then give him more. And then he, then uh, Steve Bladder was like, just talk, see what happens. And then that turned into a talk show. But they, you know, the show gets it gets bigger and it gets bigger faster every day. And when I go there, they they barely sort of know. You know, it's like this weird. Every contract is a little more of a fight. I have a contract now where I own 10 hours of the radio on Faction, and it has to be called Faction with Jason Ellis. Every now and then, they just call it Faction. Every now and then, instead of me giving this other person a one-hour show on Thursday and another one-hour show on Sunday, they take those away, and then they want to bring in another person or use my studio. And I'm like, in my contract, six hours a day, it's mine. You can't go in there. Yeah. And they don't even know that. They'll just say, hey, we're going to put someone in your studio. And I'm like, you're not. Yeah. So those are the fights that I have where I know that if I was somebody else, that I, I shouldn't think this way, but... No, it's, that's natural. It's thinking, natural to in, think in that 10 way. 10 years from now, even five years from now, you're going to need me more than, than ever. I mean, I know, I hear everybody. They, they'll, they'll cancel. Yeah. It's cool to have music and stuff, but it's, it's, if you want one talk show, 
I don't, you know, Howard is not going to resign. And if it's three days a week, I don't even think you're really in radio anymore. You can't. I can't take you serious. Not if you're. Yeah. Not if my game. I'm not coming in on Thursday and Fridays. I have fucking given up. That's what I have given. I've. That's official. Yeah. Don't even tell me that. Oh no, passion. Fucking two days, dude. Forty-eight hours. I go to work. Everyone else goes to work. Monday to Friday. You fucking don't. You're not there for me anymore. Yeah. You have given up on us. And I love him. Oh yeah. Opie has no Anthony. I think Jim is like probably one of the funniest people on the planet. Jim is Jim is one of the funniest people. I've, have you done Have you done Opie and Jim? No. Oh no. It, we had a fallen out. What? Yeah, ages ago from the last book that came out. It's so fucking weak, dude. It actually kind of patched it up a little bit the other day on Twitter, but we don't speak. But me and Opie were cool. We had a fallen out because I was on Stern show before him, like when I was in New York, and I yeah. remember thinking, dude, I don't even know the the, the politics with yeah. you guys. I get asked to do Stern, and if I can do you as well, that's a bonus. I didn't realize that at one point they were playing my show on his station. It didn't do anything, and I didn't really know about it, but I didn't realize that he was trying to make me a part of the family. Oh, yeah. Okay, So yeah. they, I think they took that Stern thing as a little bit of an insult, but we patched it up because I realized that, and I actually texted him because I have his phone number. I was like, hey, man, I think I understand how you're insulted, and I didn't mean to do that. Like, I'll, If you want me to go on your show before I go on his show, I would do that, but if you don't ask... I don't know. Yeah. So I just did what I was told. I went on everybody's show when I. That was back when I went on everybody's show when I'd come to New York. So then that thing squared away. I don't think Anthony ever liked me. I don't. I didn't care. I was like, I, you guys are cool. Yeah. You have a good show. I, I can't hate. If you're as good as me, I got respect for it because I, I, I. It's hard to to do it every day. I I, I respect yeah. them. Then I get this interview for this stupid book I've got about how to get laid or some shit. Um, it's a great book. I'm told. Uh, it's a really so great book. Press- it's a really great book. The very uh, very first like chapter makes you want to fucking walk. Makes made me want to walk away from my family, shave my fucking head, and get and fucking get on. Get because wa- I put a vibrator in my ass. No, the first chapter was, was like say, my life's fucking that. awesome. I wake up with two porn stars on my dick in my pool, fucking, and I just was well, like, I had a visual of it, and I was like, motherfucker. Is that what it says? Yeah. Well, that's not happening anymore. I'm gonna talk to my girlfriend about that. Yeah. I'm going to get a pool soon. That'll probably That's, That might back. be your first book. That's your second book? No, that's a second book. Yeah, I have both in there. This is How to Be Awesome. The other one was, man, <laughs> that was tough. But look, I'm still here. <laughs> that's what it could have been called. So you were saying, OP. Yeah, anyway, so I did these radio interviews. And I've always said this. Not before oh, before I was on Stern. I, I am the future. That's why I called myself that. It wasn't a, it wasn't I'm the oh, future. You'd, you'd, of, say that, uh, you'd say that to them. Yeah, but yeah. apparently it got you know the fans. There's Opie fans, there's Stern fans, and there's Alice fans, and then and they're all hardcore. And because we attack people, our fans attack us, and they want yeah. us to fight. So somebody must have told. I did an interview, and they were like, you know, where do you see yourself? It's serious. And I'm like, I'm the future of this shit. Those guys are on their way out. I'm fucking next. It, it, it wasn't a story I hadn't said a million times. I'm going to back you up on that, and then say that. I did hear you say that, but I got to be dead honest with you. And I think Opie would say this too. And I, I never like speaking for people, but I like Opie. I've done their show a lot. I, lo- I love Opie and Jim. Yeah. Opie and Jim I, is one of my. I think, so I think do you're I. Right. I think Jim is one of the funniest fucking human beings alive. I agree. Opie's cool as fuck. I always liked Anthony. I never had a problem with Anthony. But there was a moment, there was a solid moment. I think Opie would admit this that it sounded like they were done. Like it sounded like they, they didn't know what they were doing, they weren't coming back. Like I, there were times where you'd listen and you could just feel it in the room, like that they were like, like Opie would be like, you know, I don't know. 
though, man. I don't think they want us here anymore. They were taking, they were leaving early and shit, and giving the show to somebody else for an hour. I'm like, I don't be, that, because but... they were so angry, it's serious. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, look, I get they're doing it to me way worse than they're doing it to you, dude. Yeah. And I'm here bashing my head against the wall because I'm going to break this fucking wall and I'm going to make something. You already made it, dude. You're already loaded. You're Opie and Anthony. I'm yeah. not. You know, and and here and then we're like, fuck it, dude. Fuck these guys. And I'm, and I'm like, that's that's going to be me. And they'd already said that too. They're like, wait, see how long you like it in this game. These people will fucking bury you. And I and I Opie and Anthony now. told you that. Yeah. Yeah. Radio executives, doesn't matter serious, anywhere, they will beat you to the point where you don't like yourself or your job. They're fucking depressing. You know, you're pretty good. You should do this. Really? How'd I get that good? Was it from you? No, it wasn't. Why don't you fuck off? They just do it all the time. Yeah. So that, that I, I felt like those guys were sick of their job. And yeah. I knew that I had 10, maybe 15 hardcore radio years where I'm like, I've got to do something amazing. I've got to do something amazing. I've got to keep people from changing the channel. Every day I think about I it. I do something for I people. cry yeah. if it doesn't work. I'm angry and I tears of joy if it does. It's, I, it, I live it. It's everything. Yeah. So that is my answer to some radio dude. And then somebody listening to that interview told him. And then Opie said, do we have a problem? I can't remember what it was, but he tweeted, are you talking shit or something? And I'm, and I, and I'm on the radio when I see it. He has my phone number. I'm like, dude, you're calling me out on Twitter. So I just, I, I'm assuming that's what it was. And I just said, I said I'm fucking better than you. I am. Fuck you. Like, I didn't say fuck you, but I was like, because yeah. I, I knew it was a call. You're calling me out. Yeah. I'm not going to back. If you call me out, I'll go. Yeah. Get me fired, dude. If you, if you really want to go that hard, get me fired and then let's meet and let's all go beat up black people with Anthony and, and I'll get fired. I, I swear, like, I'll rage out on all of you. Don't call me out, dude. So I just said the stiffest way I could. I said that I was better than you just because I've always said that and I believe it. Something along those lines. Yeah. It, was a, it was definitely a, oh, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. What, you know what I mean? I, I, I probably should have texted him thinking about it a bit, but I was like, I feel like you're challenging me and I'm sick of you guys. I'm sick of everybody at SiriusXM who makes millions of dollars. And you want to fucking challenge me over here. You know what? Fuck you. Yeah, and you tell tell the bosses. I said it too. I had enough. Yeah, and then they buried me, and I and I remember thinking they should bury me. I told you to go fuck yourself, and I, hey yeah. man, they're burying you on the radio. I'm like, they should. Yeah. The difference was is they're good at burying people too. I liked their show. I think I got beef because I said that the Sam guy wasn't that interesting. Oh, Sam's interesting as fuck. Well, I didn't think he was very good on the radio. Oh, he's so every good time on I radio. heard him on the radio, I was not impressed, and I said it. And he played it to Anthony, and they that's how it all started. Oh, yeah. It stinks, too, because you guys were so fucking good. Like, the like you'd go on that show, and I was like, I was like, God damn it, man. It's honesty with honesty with honesty. And you and Jim were like, like uh, you and Jim were kindred spirits, and I felt like in a weird way. We definitely have more in common than the rest of us. The rest, that's for sure. Yeah, Jim. Jim's one of those guys that he's so honest that if you're not one of those honest people, like, I, don't, I mean, it, it rings in front of him. I've always been impressed with him. I love his stand-up, too. But oh. that was the other thing. I he I heard his show. I listened to their show, dude. I'm fans yeah. of their show. Oh, yeah. I only listen to... I, I mean, I, don't, I used to listen to Stern... I, I listen to Stern retrospectives, like when he does, like, the the uh, Friends, and he, taught, he plays all the interviews right. with all the friends or whatever. Um, I got you. I'm keeping an eye on the clock for you. It's 1038. 
Um, so, uh, but, but I, Faction and Opie Radio are my two go tos right now. That's where. That's all. That. What? Uh, I. You know what? It's I, too old, right? I'm no. I, I, mean, I weird how old he got all of a sudden. Because here's the thing. Roger Dull, I idolized him the same way you people. did. Like I, yeah. You know, it. Like when I was younger, I remember him. Like I know who Roger Daltrey is. Yeah. But the guy, right, he had Ronda on. He didn't know who Ronda was. It bums me you, out. Cause you like, you got to know who Ronda is. I get it. You don't follow MMA. Okay, but you got to know who Ronda Rousey yeah, is. Yeah, a little, yeah. little bit. I mean, my wife knows who Ronda Rousey is. Yeah, she's and a household name, dude. She's the best pound for pound fighter in the MMA right now, in my opinion, in a, in a UFC right now. Yeah. I mean, a lad in the UFC for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but like, like I don't listen to Stern because it's not. It's often reruns. It's not. I want something. I mean, I don't know. I just and, and I'm like you. Doing Stern would be a fucking achievement. It would be a lifetime goal just to do Stern, do Stern, and open up about everything. But like, uh, but you know what I? Li- I can't deny what I listen to. You know what I listen to is what I where my brain goes, and it's fucking. It's honestly my little playlist right now is Legion of Skanks. Uh, you, you and Tully. What's Legion of Skanks? It's one of my buddies' podcasts, and it's really good. You it's like send a it to me. I don't listen to anybody. Oh, I listen podcast. to a lot of podcasts. I'm a big podcast. I don't fan. know how to use you listen the to Rogan. Internet. No. Oh. You'd I've love. heard Rogan before because they play it on Opie's channel. You'd love Rogan. Rogan's podcast. I do love Rogan. Like, no, I've heard yeah. that, but that's because I've heard it because it's on Serious. Yeah. I don't know how to listen to podcasts. Opie, Opie texted me and asked if I if he could put my podcast on Opie Radio, and I was like, 100%. Because yeah. I'll throw on Opie Radio on the weekend, and you hear some fucking amazing... Are like, you doing it? Uh, I don't know. I, I texted him and said he's more than welcome to. Fuck um, yeah, you yeah. should do it, dude. But like, uh, but, we need more stuff. It's, That's what I'm saying. He's trying. I'm telling Opie you, this, really is, is going to bury me again right now. But the stern guy not putting me on that channel in the afternoon. You don't. You're not even on every day, and you said no to the Jason L show on your channels. That tells me that you don't care about serious. You only care about yourself. Because I yeah. will fucking carry you. Don't tell me my show's terrible and everyone's going. Oh, it's unlistenable radio sure some like old guy that like will not crack to the he just wants to hear stern replays for the rest of his life i get that yeah but i'm trying and you can tell and we are funny we are good i mean yesterday you guys and weaved. our humor is their kind of humor so i feel like they would be do you want to hear the replay of the replay of the wrap-up show or do you want to hear random fucker going off his balls why did you say no yeah. I, I swear that one like you said when people don't tweet you back that there's talks of me being back on the Stone Show. I'm going there because I feel like this is for sure the last interview. <laughs> I want to know everything. Yeah. No more interviewing me. I'm yeah. interviewing you. Yeah. Do you do? Would, would that feel like a dream yeah. guest for you? Have Stern on your show? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to, but you know, he, he won't do anybody. Really? But I'll do. I'm gonna interview him on his show. I wouldn't mind hearing you interview. I probably OP. shouldn't say that. I just realized someone who listens to his show is gonna tell him. I can take it out. You want me to? No. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck everybody, man. I, I look, I, I got. It's one of the things I respect about all everyone who's who's hardcore radio is you guys' opinions. You stand by them. Do you, do yeah. you know my buddy uh, Cowhead Mike Calta in Tampa? I think I was going to fight him with one arm a long time ago. I did his show. Yeah, to he's, talk about my book. Yeah, he seemed like a nice guy. He's a great guy, but Crazy he's one of those guys that is fucking straight up. He says it, stands by it. Fuck you, right? And I'm always fascinated by that. Opie's that way. Jim's that way. You're that way. Stern's that way. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm one of those guys. Take a compliment. Take some abuse too. You know, it's the it's a Larry King. Uh, try not to talk over your guests. I do that. I fucking jump on people because I'm in a hurry, man. And if you're boring, I don't even care if you're Larry King. Next question is you're fucking <laughs> lagging. 
you know, and, and, and it's not right. That's just me. It's, so you, saying, like, it's you saying, well, how, are people turning the channel? Stay right. on the channel. I'm well, not going I, anywhere. I'm fucking killing this. I, this theory of mine was like, I got seven seconds. I wrote it down. I used to write down what I need to do to keep this, to make this show big. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got, and I would write down, you know, you've got seven and a half seconds. That's just me. You got seven and a half seconds to make him not change the dial. What are you going to fucking do? And I would read this little book every day before the radio. Really? Like all these things on what to do, what to, you know what I mean? If you're tired, you know what I mean? That's seven, you got seven seconds. And if you're tired, you're gone forever. You lost that person. There's like 20 million people on SiriusXM. If you worked hard enough and you could be funny every seven seconds, they would all eventually come to you and then you would be the biggest guy on SiriusXM. Therefore, being the... You win, you get the trophy. Yeah. Over, stop. Turn it off. Fucking. <laughs> I wish I had your brain when, like, it's I could. It's not right. What are you I talking can't... about? That is the worst math ever. I go, but it's I not going to work out at all. I go up on stage and I'm like, well, if it's not perfect, maybe they'll appreciate the artistry. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they'll appreciate me fumbling my way through. You always come away happy because you, like, did better than you expected. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, you know, they, they, maybe they, I enjoyed watching Dave Chappelle figure his way through a set drunk. Maybe they're enjoying that. Okay. I got my, you know, the, you know, in the fucking, uh, the report, what's the, a whale's vagina movie? The whale's Anchorman. Vag- yeah. Yeah. The girl in Anchorman, Apple. Christine Applegate. Yeah. Yeah. When she first gets a shot and uh, at being the anchor and she's like, power, power. Yes. Uh, that's what I'm like. Okay, I'm Ron Burgundy. I don't say power, but I have done things on the radio before where I'm like, please, the gods, make this work. Like, yeah. make what I'm doing work. And then every time after it, no matter how good it is or bad it is, it's terrible. Yeah. That's the other thing that I hate about myself. I leave and people are like, man, Larry King, amazing. Yeah. I'm like, really? I didn't think it was that good. And everyone's like, are you serious? I'm like, oh, man, I tried, man. That was that one thing I think I stumbled on. They're like, you're fucking insane, dude. I'm like, okay. Does everybody really think that it was good? And then if the whole room goes, dude, yeah, it was good. I'm like, okay, well, have a good day, guys. And I'm like, those guys are fucking liars, man. Yeah. I'm the but worst that, but I'm, that. I'm that way. I'm the way about stand-up. Like I, like, I always think I sucked. But then I just hope, like, I go, I just hope that they appreciate that I told it differently this night. Or, like, insecure f- people. Oh, what that is. My, my insecurity is who I fight with in my head. I had a fight. Oh, yeah. I fight with my insecurity. My insecurity is that voice that I, I will personify it as as uh, said person that didn't reply to me on Twitter. And then my insecurity will go, oh, cool. So I'll just take that face and then put on that face and then talk to me like me. And then I fight with that guy. And then I'm sitting there going, I'm fighting with myself. I'm telling me what I don't like about me. I'll hear it. Oh, oh I'll definitely I'll fucking hear it. Today's a great day. I just I was telling uh, Greg... Fitzdog Fitzsimmons, I saw him. He's in a dark spot right now. And I'm like, I get you, dude. I was just smoking a joint, looking at the clouds, the sun through the clouds. I'm like, it's a good day, man. You know, you fucking, we're making it, dude. You're working every day. And then another voice, clear as hell, was like, well, you did have an ice cream sandwich before you went to sleep, you fat fuck. And, and I'm like, what? I'm about to go on the radio. I don't give a fuck. You're not really that hardcore. And I'm like, oh, my God. Getting the elevator all bummed out. Nobody said that. I did that. Yeah. Whoever the fuck I am in there, ruin my ruin my like fifteen minutes. They're like, then the other guy in the elevator is like, "Fucking, you can tell like ice cream sandwich." I want my fucking ice cream. You got a fucking car, motherfucker. You're just some bubble of voice in my head. Yeah. You've done nothing. I've I've had moments where I don't want to wake that voice up. Where I get up early and I go, "I think it's gonna be pretty good." And I'm like, "Shh, don't talk too loud. That voice is gonna hear us." And then all of a sudden you'll hear, 
Whoa, who's, is everybody awake in here? And I'm like, oh shit, he's here, he's here. There's that skin cancer on your eye. Yeah, you oh got skin cancer, God. motherfucker. That guy and my guy should go fucking move into a house together and fuck <laughs> I, off. I call him Big Brain and Little Brain. Little Brain's oh. a sweet guy who's like, it's going to be good. Don't oh. look in the mirror. That little spot on your face, it's not skin cancer. Just get in the shower. Wash your face. Don't even look at it. We'll deal with it later tonight. Don't wake him up. I do it all And then day. all of a sudden, Big Brain's like... My heart thing, heart procedure, my heart jump. You're going to die soon. What happened to heart procedure? I had a heart procedure. What, what you know, happened? My heart went into AFib like uh, three times, so then I had to have a surgery. And then they go up, ca- catheters up between your legs, and they uh, f- they fuse a valve, seal off a faulty valve. It's called... Uh, appellation or something. How did you? How did you know you had it? I went to hospital. I thought I was having a heart attack. Yeah, and you felt you felt like chest pain. Heart racing. Really? Yeah, after a workout happened from stress and stuff. After my brother and my dad died, that's when it first happened, and then happened again. Made it go away. Went to hospital and they gave me some drugs and it went away. And then the last one wouldn't go down. I was in hospital for two days and then they knocked me out and fucking tubes and shocked it back into regular beat and then i had to have a surgery to fix it so i still i'm on antidepressants and anxiety pills because i think that shit's gonna happen all the time shut the fuck up every now and then it jumps and it's like and i go you'll see me do it i do it all day i put my thumb under my rib cage right there just to see it's like a paranoid thing but every now and then i just go it's gonna go ma'am i say and I just make sure tell the kids I tried a lot, you know. And Katie's like, "Shut up, don't do that." And I'm like, "Just in case, all right, you know. Just make sure they know, you yeah. know. Like I did everything I could for them. I mean, and maybe it wasn't everything that uh, the perfect father would do, but you know, just know what. The, every, as far as I could do, the, the, I fought as hard as I could to give everything to everybody that I like. And then, like, my ex-wife doesn't want to hear that one, and neither does Katie. But I just want them to know, because I, tr- I, I mean, maybe I make it to eighty-nine, like my grandfather. But you know, I mean, my, maybe I die next year. Maybe I die when I'm fifty. I don't think it's like a long thing. That's crazy. I think I think about death constantly, and I spend all day trying to like be glorious about it, like Vikings. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. that would be such a better way. Like, if it jumps, I try to practice going. If you're gonna go, go. Uh, I should probably go get a shot of whiskey or something if I'm going to go out, you fucking cucksucker. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to go, <gasps> last breath, hey, man, let's fuck you. You know what I mean? We rocked. I'll, here we go to the guards. Hopefully there's some bong rips up there for me. Like, I don't want to go, no, 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 mommy, 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 fuck off. I don't want to hear about that shit. I want to spend too many times, too many days being terrified for my last hour or last minute to be terror. I want it to be sweet. That's why I kind of like racing cars. If I die in a car race when I'm like 60, sweet. That's a good way to put it. Like I want my last minute to be glorious. Yeah. You know? I, I, when I jumped out of a plane, there's that moment of <laughs> real clarity where you go, oh, I, the dice have been rolled. Like when you're free yeah. falling, you're like, the dice have been rolled. There's no taking this back. Yeah. I either die or I don't die. Yeah. I can't stop that right now. The but question is, think about it, the though. question is, do I enjoy this moment or do I be afraid in this moment? And I went, I enjoy this moment. This is my last minute. It's, it's exactly what you just said. I want my last minute to be glorious. Man. And I just looked out and I was like, this is fucking life, man. This is life. And it's, it's a very brilliant way to look at things, but I do white knuckle it. But I've had a few Viking funeral parties for myself where I'm like, if this is it, this is it. And I'm just like. I want to be a pagan. A pagan? 
I want to believe in. I don't believe in gods or anybody or anybody floating around that's helping me in any way. Yeah. But I, if I could, I want to believe in the gods. I want to, I want to believe in Odin, and I want a great. Bat- I want to go Odin. out with a great, on a, a gr- with a great battle. And the gods were very pleased with how I went out, dude. I, honestly, and I'm not saying this. I'm not. I know it's it's like probably eleven. It's ten fifty one. But like, what I will say is that uh, you, in looking at your body of work, you do have a pagan renaissance. Right. Odin's going to be very happy when you <laughs> when you leave. And he's like, oh, looks like we'll put this one on this ship with us. Wolf tattoo and all. Like, it's going to be a fucking, like, I mean, you've done it. I mean, you've, you've, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? You've, you've been, in, you've had, you had a number one single, right? It would taint stick. Yeah. You've had, you've done a movie, The Woodsman. Yeah, you've that, done. That was not number one. It's. That was, um, that was number nothing. That was, well, I saw it. It was. It I was, believe there's another movie in us. I think there's a movie. I told I told Mike uh, yesterday, Mike Tully, I told him I wouldn't mind a fucking sitcom shot the same way I'd Woods. the fuck out of one, dude. He is a brilliant man. He's really, he's a lot smarter than I. I told him, I said, when I did your show for the first time, I highly underestimated him. I, yeah. cause, only because he's not a comic. And I went and I figured, played a Jason, and then he was this really insightful, smart dude. And I went, who the fuck is he? I came back and I saw his name on the book. And I went, oh, motherfucker. I should have done a little research before I rolled in this room. Yeah. We like it when people don't do research. It was, it's it's a fun show to do. Yeah, well, you're welcome anytime. You know that. I, I, I get a kick out of it because I told him it's like hanging out. In- I love the Ed Telly on the show. I think it's fucked up that nobody has him on shows. Oh, he's smart as shit. He's, me. he's, smart. he's funny. He's you know? funny as fuck. We did a, we did a, I'm not going to ruin it, but I will tell you, we did an analogy off, like where we went back and forth with analogies. Yeah. We took a moment in life. His first analogy in this analogy off is the funniest analogy I've ever heard in my entire life. And I told him, you are a fucking moron if you don't do stand-up. I said, you've already got the act. It's, you've already got eight minutes just in analogies. You are, it is short-sighted if you don't do stand-up. And I told him, I said, next time I'm in Bray or Irvine, I'll swing by, pick you up, I'll take you out, do seven minutes, two shows Friday, tell me if you like it, and I guarantee you, we won't announce you as like, from the Jason L. You just go up, uh, Mike Telly, and just fucking do it. He is funny as is fuck. He's in. Fuck, you should do it, dude. Yeah, he's I want to like, make more money out of other stuff because Sirius don't really hook us up. You yeah. know, I make money from my website and doing like stunts and do shit. Do you have a manager? Nah. Just just you? Yeah. So I have a manager for Ellis Mania because well, well, what, what is Ellis Mania? How, well, how did Ellis Mania start? At the gym. At my my training gym. Well, it started from me having a pro fight when I was like 37 and then I was like... Which you trained two years for. Yeah, yeah, but it changed my life. You mean cutting weight, being 185 pounds, and you know, from 210, it was a lot. It changed my life. I did it on the radio, got up in the dark, and did went to wrestling classes at five in the morning, and fucking did sprints on the beach in Venice at fuck in the dark, like in the ocean by myself. Like I got weird, man. I was like, I'm gonna fight people. I'm not a fighter. I don't like fighting people in the street. I was. uh very scared and nervous and faced my ultimate fear to, to fight people. I'm going to meet you in the cage with these little gloves. And I'm like, man, I touch you. You're going to sleep. That is an so that ultimate means the fear. same thing for me. So I was very nervous. My boxing first boxing fight, nervous. First MMA fight, fucking shitting myself. Just less experience at MMA. I knew I could box. I knew I could take a shot. I knew I was going to get him eventually. It might be a struggle. But that turned into, I told him the lie. I was like, it changed my life. It made me a stronger person in every facet of life from just being a fighter. 
Really? Mentally, it just made me. There's not. I can't do it anymore. I can do anything. I can't hold myself. I can fucking hold anything. Yeah. The whole instinct of I can't. I can't balance myself. I can't. In MMA, there is no can. You just. You just do. You just can. Or shut the fuck up and hold on. There's no. I'm giving up. So they taught me that. There's never ever. You better switch it off because it's not stopping here. Break it. If the ref doesn't see it, I'm not stopping. That's a MMA taught me that. That's a fascinating way to look at life experiences. There's so many experiences where you're like, I need, I need to know that I have an out. That I get. Yeah. A, if I, like that's. It's part of claustrophobia. Actors, everybody. I yeah. can't. I'm not going to make it a bullshit. You could. You could think that everybody thinks you're a human. But if you wake up and go, fuck that. I'm going again, 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 again. This is insane how many times you've gone. I don't give a fuck. I am insanely going to keep going. That person, as long as they're not evil and they don't go around raping and murdering people, yeah. they end up getting what they want. This is just the way it is. Or a bus hit you, you know what I mean? But as long as those ones don't get you, yeah. and you're still alive and you're 35 and all you've ever done is just treated your fellow man and woman with some somewhat respect, but you're a fucking drive, you just go... Yeah, if the the world is yours, that's my. I get that's that's what it is. So you, know, what, you can't be in the NBA if you have no legs. Yeah. Certain <laughs> things you cannot achieve, no matter how much you want it. Yeah, it's not gonna. But happen. <laughs> it's not. maybe the Globetrotters, but <laughs> I don't like. I don't. It's kind of disrespectful to put him in the Globetrotters. I mean, what's he doing? He just bouncing it off his head or something? Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, what? So what's next for you? Like what's next? racing? Yeah. Is that what you're into now is yeah, the car I racing? Yeah, race cars. I was supposed to race last weekend, but it got rained out. Yeah, I want to be a race car driver as a hobby. I mean, I want to compete, and if I win, that's great, but I don't want to do it to win. I want to do it because I love... How does your hobby start? Sports. What? How do hobbies start for you? Like, how do... Like, because... And I don't think... I don't think I even explained this enough, but there are nine different things you've done, excelled in, and then kind of, like, said, like, that was cool. I'm glad I did that. Time to go on the next thing. Like, like how does a, a uh, hobby start? I sca- I'm a skateboarder, man. That's anything I mastered. I was but, really good at skateboarding. I mean, you won your first fucking professional MMA fight. Yeah, but I'm a terrible fighter. No, but but but, but I'm saying, I'm like, good, I'm I really could good not for a do skateboarder. that. I couldn't do that. Like, well, you start too late. And you're you started fucking am. 37. Yeah, but I was fit. I had, like, uh... I, I, could get, I could get into fighting shape. Well, you could fucking fight then. I could get into fighting shape if you gave me two you years. Can t- well, then you can fight. Yeah, well... It's not It's not impossible. Your squirrels come in your studio. Is that true? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You got some balls, little guy. It's my, dir- it's my daughter's. Aw. They like the fact that the squirrels come in and out of the studio. He's adorable. Does he have an orange in his mouth? No, but he just had his hands like, I need shit. I'm like, I yeah, need my shit, daughters man. will feed them. I'm like, right. guys, we're letting wild animals into my fucking man cave. That's not super cool. Wild animals in a man cave. I guess is yeah. pretty cool. You should get a nail gun, shoot him, and he'll be stuck to the wall, and you can mount him without I got, touching him. We shoot rats. I got rats as pets. Oh, you do? Really? Yeah, two rats. Really? Yeah, Wait, rat okay. people. Last question before yeah, I let yeah. you go. Um, uh, what do you make of guys that are uh, that are? I'm not. I'm not I don't want to say gimmick, gimmick acts, but like, but like, like uh, I don't want to even say their names because I like them. But like, uh, say like you know Riff Raff, the the oh. rapper, like guys like that, or guys like I'm not saying Action Bronson's that way, but guys that come out like with like a big like personality. Like when they come on your show or when you, when you see them in in culture, like uh, like do you know um, Diane Word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like what do you th- what do you take of, of acts like that? I think they are who they are all the time. No, they're not? I don't think Diane Ward is. Oh, really? I don't think so. I think they're like artists. They I change? I, yeah, I think so. I don't know. I think you're wrong. 
Really? I think someone like told me someone told me they were like they were just uh, they were like art house people who decided to make a um, funny album, but it took off, and so they kind of assumed the personalities. I could be wrong. Mm, okay, well, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, but like Riff Raff, that can't be who. Well, he I don't really know Riff Raff, but I think Riff Raff is pretty much like that. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can drift off a little bit in a business meeting. And go, look, man, I'm fucking serious about <laughs> some shit. But he's. Riff Raff. I, I, I refuse to believe that he's that talented. Like, you think he just walks off mic and goes, hey, man, what's going on here? Seriously, let's do some business. <laughs> he's fucking that guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Action Bronson. Action Bronson seems like the real deal. I don't know who that is. He's a rapper. He's a fucking chef also. Yeah, I think they're all the crazy people. If you get crazy enough from a, from a young age and nobody stops you, yeah. then you're not crazy. You just think I am. You know, I heard Joe Rogan and fucking with Brian Callen saddened me. Yeah, you know, I mean, talking about Jason, I don't care about brain damage. I'm like, I fucking do so. Like, yeah, he gets hit. He's like, he doesn't really like himself. I fucking do like myself. I was making a joke, man. Uh, I mean, he's got to have problems. Any guy that has a wolf tattoo, he's had. I'm like, it fucking looks good, dude. I get laid. A lot of people like it. I'm not just like this rejected guy on the streets. Whoa, you know, mainly gets this fucking jigsaw puzzle on his face. It's not that bad of a tattoo. Actually, kind of sweet. I mean, everyone needs to get off me. He's poor guy, he's listen, he just walk around. Yeah, I'm dark sometimes, but then sometimes I laugh, and then like 20 people around me laugh, and then they all show me their vaginas. Like, it ain't so bad, dude. <laughs> oh, I fucking love you. You're a fucking fascinating you. guy, nice man. Guy. I want to do stand up. Do you know that? Really? Do you know that story you told me about Tully? When we had the band, uh, we had things at the Roxy, and we fucked up, and, we, and someone's like, someone's going to kill 20 minutes. And I was like, I'll, I'll do stand up. And they just give me a joint. And I smoked a joint and I went downstairs and I did 20 minutes of stand up. But it's my audience. Yeah. So it's easier, you know what I mean? Because I, I can do radio jokes. But yeah. I just pointed out people in the crowd and started fucking with them. But afterwards, I never forget it because I don't get that many compliments from Tully. But he came up and he's like, dude, what you just did right then is fucking. I do not understand how that's even humanly possible. That was fucking amazing. And I'll never forget it because it was from Tully. Those ones usually mean more when it comes from him because yeah. me and him are in the room together. No one else knows what's going on. you know. Yeah. And I don't lie to Tully. I tell him what's going on in my life. So he's when he said that, because I, you know, I didn't think anything about it, I was like, well, that didn't go that bad. You know, but no one was like, shut up, you fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That was pretty much all I was – that would have been the, the, the bad part. Yeah. I didn't hear that. So that it made me think that I had a chance of doing it. But I, I just can't tell the same joke twice. That's what I noticed when I followed, went on a comedy tour with Shuli. Yeah. And they had the same jokes. I was like, wait, you tell it the same. in If you do two nights two in two nights, do you, sell, you tell the same joke within two hours? Yeah. How do you do that with a, with an excited face? Try telling a 12-minute story about robbing a train in Russia every single night for the past four fucking years. But you riff it, though. I, I, I riff it. I change it I up told every time. you fucking 10 stories that I've told a thousand times. But that's what you do. But it's not you, every weekend. I backed into this. You're, you're taking it front on. I backed into this by starting stand-up, learning how to write, set-up punch, not even fi- fi- taking four years to find my voice. Then once I found my voice, I went, oh, shit, I can apply all the shit I've learned. And now I look at all these crazy stories I've lived, and I'm working those in on stage. Oh. You could just take your crazy stories, tell them on stage, and fucking destroy. Well, you're pumping me and Telly up to the point where, because we got to start, we got this new band, Tiger Box, which is a karaoke band. Maybe me and Telly should do some stand-up and play the Tiger Box thing together. 
Dude, bunch of stuff happening. Do it, man. Do Hard it. Rock fucking offered me a big deal for the next Dallas Mania. Really? Yeah, they want to put money, big money in for a big band, and then they want us to do a pool party on Friday. Instead of the radio show in the Hard Rock, they want us to be out in the pool with a band out there for the Friday. They're like, final. this is Alice Mania 11, and this this is a first time. Alice Mania 11, I have now got like a big raise, big contract. 11. 11. Sold out every time. It's never not sold out, but apparently Alice Mania 10... They were like, okay, who's this Jason Ellis guy? Let's get in business with him. And are you doing? Are you thinking about doing, because they, they have a stand-up room in the Hard Rock. Are you thinking about doing a stand-up town? Well, I'm thinking about, I, I know that I have the you band. Have, the you, band. Have, you, could, you could do stand-up. Tell could do stand-up. You got Tripoli. Yeah. Friend, Tripoli's fucking destructive on stage. You, there's, yeah. And there's a fucking, I'd do it. There, you have a ton of people that could do stand-up if there. If you guys would do it, I would I'd love do it in that. i a fucking heartbeat. Well, because now we have two different things. We have to have a, a Friday entertainment thing. Saturday's Alice Mania, and then Sunday is no, no, no. Friday is this radio show. Then Friday night is they're talking like no effects, Danzig stature, like that. You know, what I mean, like a real big band. Well, Danzig's not that tall. I'm not going to go down that road with you. All right. <laughs> I just recently had him on my show. I can say this in the podcast. It's okay because yeah. you know, me and my chick are a little bit into bondage. Not a lot. We don't have time. Yeah. But if you know, if I had the money, I would have a dungeon and I would whip her and her friends for sure. It's like the ultimate foreplay. Yeah. You whip them and you hit them hard and they don't know. And then your eyes, they're like right inside their ass cheek. You know what I mean? They're like you just give them a little bit of a scratch and you think they're it's all night. Bam on the fucking ass again. <laughs> Fucking with their emotions, blind. If I can get my wife into it, I'd totally you do. Could it. get her into it. I can't get her into it. For a I try to tie her up one night. She's it's like, "Oh, my shoulders bad." Don't yeah, fuck. But you, fuck, you can't just tie your chick up in your bedroom, you dumbass. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Oh, let's get into some bondage. I got a leather strap around my neck, and now I'm tying your feet. What do you think about that, baby? Like, no, you got to go to the dungeon, and then you get a mistress to teach you all this shit. Oh, it's the ultimate foreplay, dude. dude. I got a mistress for you. I have a it's mistress. Tricky foreplay that mistress we don't know Isabella, about. Who did did her? I know birth. her. You know? She's come on the show. Oh, fucking love Whip her. With my girlfriend a couple of times. She's fucking great. You yes. got to get out of here. It's 11.04. You got to get right. over the hill. Right. Um, uh, so, yeah, Ellis Mania, man. If you if you want, I'm totally in. I'd totally do it in a heartbeat. That would be fun as fuck. I just, the call was last night. So okay. today I'm talking about it on my show. But well, you got another year, right? No. How far? No, it's two years. October. It's in October? Yeah. October 9th and 10th. This is off the record. But I'm, I'm, I'm around. I'm around. Are you really? Yeah, I'm around. I'll make, I'll make sure I'm around. Um, do you want to fight? Like comedy fight, I, you know, you don't have to be in a real like real fight. Like who? Like in Brad a fight, Williams, where, in a fight where you don't get hit too hard. Like I'll do something, I blindfold you, or blindfold that guy, or tie your legs together. You know, I'll make it so you don't have to get hurt. Uh, let me think about that. Let me think about that. Let me think about that. Come back on the show, and we'll try to find your fight. You can fight okay. Tully. <laughs> no, he's terrible. Oh yeah, maybe yeah. He's, he's and like, he really he's, believes in himself. But he's been in four fights. He's telling me he's, he's like fucking terrible. You can beat by. A Guy that got beat by a girl. I don't know. Look, he's great. Very All right. funny guy. The show's on Faction on, on Sirius XM. Is that channel 171? 41. 41. Oh, no. On the internet, it's 713. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. It's cool. Jason Ellis. Follow him. You're, you're the fucking best, man. Thanks for having me. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.